Welcome to the NDS Safer and Stronger podcast. My name is Louise Curry, Project Lead from the Safer and Stronger Project. Today I'm going to be speaking with Josie Prioletti from Catalyst Training and Disability Services. Catalyst undertook an important piece of work on behalf of the Strafe Safer and Stronger Project to help us gain a, a better understanding of the experiences of culturally and linguistically diverse disability support workers, clients with a disability who access disability services and their families during the COVID-19 outbreak in 2020. This episode was recorded on June the 1st, 2021, while Victoria was in the middle of a lockdown following new COVID cases. So welcome, Josie, this morning. Thanks, Louise. Thanks for having me. So I'll just ask you some questions about the work that you've, um, that you've done for the Safer and Stronger Project. I wonder if you can outline the scope of the work which you undertook and also what, what were the main findings? Okay, so what we did was we tried to identify from a range of disability service providers what were the main challenges identified during 2020 in regards to COVID-19. So we attempted to identify two key things. What were the main challenges and were the challenges any different for staff and participants from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds? That was the first part. And the second part was how did disability services communicate safety messages to staff and participants in general and how were the safety messages passed on to staff and participants from a called or diverse multicultural background, if there was any differences there. And what we found that many disability services were extremely busy adapting their services to meet COVID restrictions, that safety messaging was really limited to a number of things, mainly communicating messages in English and communication was done often via text or using email and there was very limited use of interpreters or translated resources. We also found that many disability services were not aware of the translated services freely available, which could have been really useful to pass on safety messages to multicultural staff and communities. We also found that if people spoke some English or had enough English to communicate, disability services assumed that the communication could, be, could remain the same. So there was a lot of channel challenges as a result of all those things. So Josie, why do you think it is so important to contextualise resources, messages and methods used to inform culturally and linguistically diverse disability workers, um, families um, and clients about COVID and infection control techniques? Well, people from diverse cultural backgrounds often have different values in regards to how best to support people with disabilities and often prefer to receive messages in a different way. There are many barriers to communication, such as confidentiality. Confidentiality is huge. Um, often it's a huge barrier for people using services and communicating their needs. We also have to take into consideration the stigma of disability and the importance of that stigma in different communities in regards to the way we communicate with diverse communities. And, you know, we found that 
often diverse communities receive their information from a trusted source. So that trusted source could be a GP or the equivalent to a priest or minister in their own communities. So all, also some of the concept around safe messaging are new to some communities, while they're not new to others. So an example of that is wearing face masks in the Chinese community is not an issue because this community has been using this practice for, for a long period of time, okay? So getting out that message to wear a mask is not a problem. However, most Chinese families will not engage in Zoom meetings or group emails due to confidentiality because confidentiality is really important. So the general way of communicating has been via email and text messages, so that's just not going to work with diverse communities. And this is particularly important as we continue to see outbreaks and as we continue to look at the ways we can encourage people to get vaccination, that disability services really need to be on top of the way families and staff communicate and the barriers to communication. It's really, really important. So we need to really look at contextualising that, really doing some targeting messaging to specific communities, and we need to incorporate that messaging across the board. So with our policies, with our COVID plan, um, with our risk management plan, so everybody is on top of what we need to do. So we continue to include cultural communities in our communication. Well, thanks for that. I mean, of course, as we speak, we are here in Victoria in the middle of lockdown number four. So it's obviously a reminder of how important this is. So just wonder what are the specific recommendations that you would offer to disability service providers regarding how they can best support culturally and linguistically diverse disability support workers, clients who attend services and also their, their, their families? Well, I think firstly, it's important for disability services to understand their responsibility to culturally diverse staff and participants. Disability services are funded to provide an equitable service to everyone. And that includes people from diverse cultural backgrounds. So a good start would be to do a number of things. Firstly, make themselves aware of the vast array of translated resources that would be really useful to call staff and communities. And NDS is currently putting together a guide uh, which really makes it easy for disability services um, that brings together and compiles all the current resources that are available in different languages and how to use those resources. Secondly, I think it's really important for people to gain the cultural competencies and experience with using interpreters. All NDIS funded services are eligible to use interpreters for free and this is a terrific way to engage with diverse a number of diverse communities on a one-to-one -one basis, uh, particularly those who tend to not be involved in general communications within the organisation. And a number of other simple things like uh, learn or ask how communities best want to communicate. Ask families, how do you prefer to be engaged in regards to understanding the changes and the restrictions in regards to COVID-19? Because one of the key messages that did come out of our project is even though some services knew what the rules were, they didn't actually understand why. 
You know, why do they have to wear a mask? Why could they not come to the Disability Day program? So having that one-on-one conversation with an interpreter and people feeling comfortable using interpreters is a terrific way of really opening up the communication and making sure people are very, very clear about the message. And as I said before, to make sure that this communication is sustainable, it's really important that we look at a number of areas within our organisation to make sure that the communication is sustainable. So look at your COVID safe plan. Do we have a section in our COVID safe plan that really focuses on how we're going to communicate with our participants and staff who come from a different cultural background? Have our risk management plan. What are we going to do in regards to minimising risk for call communities? And what are we going to do in regards to communication? Okay. Most services have you know, extensive policies and procedures in regards to communicating with staff and families. Perhaps we could revisit those policies and procedures and make it um, a point to include families from call backgrounds. And as you said, Louise, you know, now that we're in the process of, of the vaccine, vaccination rollout, you know, numbers are still increasing um, out here in Victoria and across the states. COVID is still around. You know, we want to encourage people to vaccinate, not just staff, but we want to encourage participants and families to vaccinate so we can all get back to as close to normal as possible. Accurate communication is vital. And as we all know, uh, the rules change, the restrictions change, so it's really important. And we're obliged to also include staff and families from a call background. So my tip is, Make yourself informed, make it sustainable, and don't assume that by getting across the message in English that we're actually including everybody because we're not. So take advantage of the resources uh, that are being provided by NDS, take advantage of the training so can't the staff feel confident and have the competencies to use language services, in particular interpreters, and you know, take advantage of those translated resources and pass that information on to families and staff as you're passing on other information. So some really easy tips there. Well, Josie, if, if, I, if, if I was working for a service provider and I wanted to find some really good resources for my culturally and linguistically diverse workforce and also clients, where would I go to look? All right, well, it's a good time to ask, Louise, because currently um, the resources are being collated specifically for the disability sector. So resources in regards to, you know, the five key areas to leave you home, uh, you know, five key areas to keep safe, things like, you know, safe sneezing, social distancing, wearing masks. We've put all that together in a collated resource specifically for the disability service sector. It will be put on as a guide so you know when and how to use those resources and it'll be loaded up on the NDS website. The other thing that we're doing is putting together a really good training package that will be available to disability service providers that talks about what's different when we're working with core communities as well as providing service providers with the competencies required to feel comfortable to use interpreters. And we're hoping that once service providers have the practice in using interpreters, 
they'll be able to feel really comfortable in moving forward and using interpreters in the future. So, you know, one of the challenges that we've had, and we've had over the number of years, is that disability service providers may say things like, um, you know, we treat everybody the same, so we're very inclusive of people from diverse cultural backgrounds, whether that be staff or participants. You know, our message is we actually don't treat people the same. We have to have a targeted approach to diverse communities in regards to the way we communicate with them and sometimes the way we actually provide services to diverse communities. So some two fantastic resources that are relevant that are coming out now. Um, the resource, I mean, if you keep your eye on the NDIS, it's, sorry, the NDS website, you'll be able to find the um, guide with all the translated resources. And I'm assuming that information about upcoming cross-cultural training um, will be on that website as well. Uh, thanks so much for that, Josie. I really appreciate that, ad that advice and um, appreciate your, your time talking to me today. Thanks, Louise. Thank you for listening. Search the NDS Safer and Stronger on YouTube for more experience from disability providers as well as other useful resources. Or visit the Coronavirus Hub Victorian Response section at nds.org.au. The Safer and Stronger project focuses on supporting disability services in response to COVID-19.